0: You've heard me say that I believe Advent is 365. I think the dynamic of Christmas is available 365 days a year. I want to talk about the dance between heaven and earth. Over the past several years, I've been intrigued by a growing awareness and understanding about the present relationship between heaven and earth. Can I say that again? the present relationship between heaven and earth. Do we believe that we're just going to heaven someday? Or is there an interplay, a sacred dance, if you will, between heaven and earth right now? This is Brian Del Turco. Thanks for connecting with me today on Jesus Smart, the podcast the dance between heaven and earth. In the Christmas narrative in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, Simeon, we see Simeon, an old man. He was tired, and much of what he knew in his life had died away. It was gone. Even so, a promise remained. He had a golden thread that he was hanging on to. He had been told that he would live until his eyes rested upon the long-awaited prophecy, the realization of the Messiah, the Messiah coming into the earth. In the book of Isaiah, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Luke writes that Simeon was righteous and waiting. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And again, he had been shown by God that he would not die until he saw the promised Messiah. So he was waiting. He was longing. You can imagine him sighing a prayer to God. Oh God, when will my eyes see the promise you have given to the prophets and the word that you've given to me? Days, weeks, months, and years passed. Then one day, one day, like a thousand days before, he came into the temple in Jerusalem and a new father and mother were bringing their child to perform the prescribed custom according to the law. Jesus was just eight days old. And because Simeon had pleased God with his consistent obedience and his faith, he was given the ability to perceive with prophetic insight. The scriptures say that he came in the spirit in the temple. See, there it is. Finely tuned. He was in the spirit. And greeting the parents, he took the child into his arms He knew instinctively by the Spirit that the Messiah, he was holding the Messiah. What he had longed for, he was now holding. And the old man sensed an extraordinary level of completeness and fulfillment. He said, now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for the presence of of all peoples, he could now peacefully pass into eternity. The promise of God to him was fulfilled. Now, Joseph, Joseph and Mary were absolutely amazed. She had carried the life of the Christ child within her. And even soon, the life of her son would penetrate her own life in an unforeseen way, this time as the anointed Messiah. And her innermost being would be revealed, just like you and me. Our innermost beings are revealed by Jesus and healed and restored. And truly, all who follow Christ experience this blessing. Simeon prophesied that those who yield to Christ will rise with Christ. They will rise in this life and throughout eternity. And those who do not will fall. He said, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of Of many in Israel. And right at that moment, an old woman appeared. Interesting how God is using these aged saints. Anna, a prophetess, 84 years old, in that day, exceedingly aged, especially. Married for just seven years, she had then lived as a widow for decades, and she never left the temple, it says in Luke, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. So this wrinkled prophetess, she looked upon the fresh face of this teenage mother, and then perhaps she took the infant from the arms of Simeon as she wept and gave thanks as the Holy Spirit moved upon her. It says in Luke that she spoke to all who were looking for the Messiah and the redemption of Israel. Now, over the past several years, I've been intrigued by a growing awareness, this understanding of this present relationship between heaven and earth. Have we undervalued or underappreciated our place, our role in the grand scheme of things? I believe Simeon and Anna are a template for us. I believe they were on the dance floor with God. They knew God intimately and were able to move to the rhythm and cadence of the Holy Spirit. You see, Mary was not the only one expecting. In a powerful sense, Simeon and Anna were just as pregnant with the Christ child as Mary was. They were empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. They were in a high state of expectancy. They were choice people of prayer. I would say they were finely tuned The Holy Spirit was resting upon Simeon in a remarkable way. Undoubtedly, he invested belief and prayer into what he expected. He was sustained by the promise of God to him. He could not die until the word he had been given was realized. And because he was a person of revelation, he was able to bring clear definition and affirmation when Joseph and Mary came into the temple with the Christ child. Anna had a clear prophetic edge as well consecrated lifestyle of worship, fasting and prayer, overflowing with gratitude. She was able to declare the purpose of God. She spoke to those who were expecting the Messiah. There were others in addition to Simeon and Anna who were steadfast in their expectation. Now here's a question for you and for me. Does God do anything in the earth without revealing it to someone? Without obedience, worship, prayer, and prophecy opening the way. It says in the prophet Amos, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. We know that Old Testament prophets spoke of the coming Christ child with great accuracy. John Wesley boldly said, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Could it be God's designed His modus operandi, if you will, is that he will not do anything in the earth apart from a consecrated faith response in someone, in you, in me, in others who know and serve the Lord, or in some group of people. It really seems to me that from the Garden of Eden onward, it surely seems the Creator works in partnership with humanity in this way. This seems to be his modus operandi. Now, Paul says in Galatians that when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son born of a woman. God had his people of faith on earth who were sensitive to the times. It wasn't the majority. It was the remnant, a minority, but they were in a high state of expectancy as they watched and prayed. And here's to me a stunning thought. I believe it. I don't know what you think, but Even the incarnation itself was surrounded with a faith response on the earth. Now, you and I are meant to be on the dance floor. Good things happen on the dance floor. We, too, we're called to live our lives in a heightened state of expectancy. Yes, we anticipate the coming of Christ again at the second advent, But we also expect those things that he is leading us to believe for and experience now that are part of his story, our present experience is part of that unfolding story. And we can break that right down to seasons in our lives, assignments, initiatives. The reality is that we're meant to taste and experience the powers of the age to come in our present time. Something of the future is already here, my friend. It's already backloading into this age. Hebrews 6.5 says that we taste the powers of the age which are to come for those who believe. Do you want this? Do you want to be part of a remnant, a church within a church, a group of high-powered believers who are on the edge, the leading edge of what God wants to unfold? I'm so glad that Christ comes to us with an increasing measure of his abiding presence and influence in our world and the dynamic of the incarnation continues in those to whom Christ abides. We've been saying in this mini series that advent is advancing. What are you expecting? Okay, as soon as I ask that question, just pause for like what are the first, what are the top 1 2 or 3 things that just don't even think about it too much. What surfaces right up? from your inner man into your prefrontal cortex. What are you expecting at this season in your life? What are you believing for? Are you steadfast in your belief for the promises that God gives through his son? What are you meant to carry and bring into this world? Hear the words of Isaiah in chapter 54. Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Break forth into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. I like that. I think that's from the message I'm quoting from, spread, your, spread out your home and spare no expense. Be encouraged, you will be stretched you will be enlarged. There is a creative faith-shaped tension between the promise he gives you and its fulfillment. Listen, there is a creative faith-shaped tension between the promise he gives you and its fulfillment. It's in this space between the promise and its realization that he forms you. He enlarges our capacity to receive, to carry, and release his intent in our personal world as well as the world at large. Advent is advancing. Advent is 365. Let's dance with heaven. Listen to these words from Elizabeth Rooney in her poem, The Opening. Now is the shining fabric of our day torn open, flung apart, rent wide by love. Never again the light, Never again the tight, enclosing sky, the blue bowl, or the star-illumined tent. We are laid open to infinity, for Easter love has burst his tomb and ours. Now nothing shelters us from God's desire, not flesh, not sky, nor stars, not even sin. Now glory waits So he can enter in. Now does the dance begin. And so my friend, Merry Christmas. And I just pray for you and uh, anticipate for you a new year filled with a heightened sensitivity, a heightened uh, expression and experience of God's destiny in your life with you and you and others as you run with others in the body of Christ. Let me leave you with a few life reflection points and then a prayer and affirmation. We have to remember that it's impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews 11:6. Heaven's best comes in response to those who awaken God's pleasure with faith. So it's worth our best response of obedience and faith. So first, is this dance between heaven and earth a new way of thinking for you? Are you open to it? Number two, John Wesley's statement, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer, has big implications for one's worldview. Do you agree or disagree? Do you struggle with that? And finally, read Isaiah 54, one and two again. Do you think God may be stretching you, expanding you? In what ways? And so now, can I offer this prayer and affirmation over our lives? You know, the adversary is completely powerless when facing steadfast obedience and faith. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask you to bring our faith to a place of maturity. Jesus, you are the author and perfecter of our faith. Stretch us. Enlarge our capacity. Holy Spirit, lead us. In this sacred dance, we pursue a higher state of expectancy, believing for all that you have promised. And we stand in this place of expectancy, drawing to the earth what heaven desires. Amen. Would you share this with one or two of your friends? Consider it a Christmas card, a Christmas gift. Spread the joy, spread the content. I think they'll benefit from it. And I think you'll feel good in doing it. To learn more about the podcast, always go to jesussmart.com. Jesus is brilliant. This little baby who came in the manger, who humbled himself, is infinite brilliance. He's now the cosmic Christ. He's in session. He's sitting on his throne. All things are coming into obedience to him. One day, everything will proclaim his total consummate lordship. What a narrative. What a scheme and adventure that we are part of in Christ walk with him you'll catch his brilliance in a unique way penetrate deeply in relationship with him he knows how this day this life works best right now and the horizons are all his the future is his